All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. We've got something special. We work together with our good friends at Heritage Action for America to take a step back. We're 18 months into the Biden presidency. The world has changed in ways big and small. We feel it at our border where there is an extraordinary crisis of millions of illegal migrants crossing the border. We feel it in Eastern Europe where a war rages on between Russia and Ukraine that hadn't raged on during the Trump years. We feel it in the Pacific, where China is more aggressive than ever, threatening friends and foe alike, including our good friends in Taiwan, uh, someone whose back America must maintain. So when you step back and say, well, how did this happen? Well, we have a all-star panel of guests who want to explore exactly why that happened, including my good friend, Claudia Tenney, the congresswoman from the upstate of New York. We're going to talk about how America went from a peace-to-strength approach for most of the last half century to a peace-to-appeasement strategy under the early Biden administration and the consequences of leading from behind, counterpunching rather than leading from the front side. It is affecting our allies and our adversaries alike, and we're going to take a deep dive into that today. It's a very special opportunity. I Thank you for listening. We've got a great lineup several members of Congress, some great experts from Heritage, and a big thank you to Heritage Action for America for making this conversation possible here on the podcast and on our television show. Sit back, get ready for a big conversation on the world stage, leading from behind the legacy of the Biden administration. We're going to talk about that right after this commercial break. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. 
Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Good evening, America, and welcome to this Just the News, Real America's Voice special report, a look at how President Biden's foreign policy is leading from behind. I'm your host, John Solomon. Tonight, in partnership with our sponsor, Heritage Action for America, we are going to explore and discuss how the Biden administration's international policy shifts are only empowering our foreign adversaries and becoming more dominant and assertive in their relationships with our country. Within the last two years and under the leadership of President Biden and Vice President Harris, The U.S. has witnessed a botched exit from Afghanistan, a so far fruitless nuclear renegotiation with the Iranians, a a humanitarian crisis at the southern border, the advent of major war in Eastern Europe, and so much more. While the U.S. military focuses on woke appropriate policies like the proper pronouns, uh, the Department of Homeland Security pivots from countering terrorism, terrorism to fighting disinformation on social media. There are growing questions about our nation's security as well as America continues to be more dependent on the rest of the world for our minerals, our oil, and other essential commodities. We're quickly falling behind in forming effective strategies to remain the world's economic and world superpower. That's an important thing we don't want to lose. From President Trump's America's first promises to what many on the political right are now referring to as Biden's America's last agenda, we'll be joined by federal lawmakers, grassroots activists, and policy experts to get an honest look as to where we are now and where we could be heading under the presidential administration's international platform. To help us kick things off tonight, we've got a great conversation, starting with Congressman Jim Banks from the great state of Indiana. He's the chairman of the powerful Republican Study Committee. That is the committee that is the ideas machine for House Republicans. He also is a veteran that has served our country so well. Congressman, great to have you on the show tonight. Hey, good to be with you. Thanks for having me back. I want to ask you the big question, because everywhere we go right now, I think this is the question Americans are asking themselves. Are we on the right track when you look at our security and foreign diplomacy policies? Well, no, we're not. And, and most Americans would agree. But the, the fact of it's the fact of the matter is it's scary, the track that we're on. John, I think back to Ronald Reagan and his uh, mantra of peace through strength uh, often these days. By the way, Donald Trump echoed Reagan era peace through strength better, maybe even than Reagan himself and and, uh, projecting American strength around the world to deter our enemies. And I I think about Reagan peace through strength because Ronald Reagan wasn't just talking about a powerful military, a strong military to deter our adversaries. He was also talking maybe even more importantly so about a strong America. And uh, right now we we have a we we are so weak at home uh, because of, of the economic policies of this administration that we can't be the leader around the world that America is expected to be. We can't we can't go out and and uh, deter 
our adversaries from, say, invading um, uh, Russia, invading Ukraine or China taking over Taiwan, uh, the, the colossal failure in Afghanistan, Iran now, uh, their activities uh, toward uh, Israel and other allies in the Middle East. The world is on fire because of the weakness of this president and because of the weakness of his policies that have caused so much harm and destruction at home that's brought America to our knees. So when I think of peace through strength, I'm thinking about what, what can we do to rebuild America's stature? And we, we do it by rebuilding America's economy. And we're on we're not on the right track to do that, unfortunately, with with these Democrats in charge of our country today. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Now, you play an important role and you've been an important voice on a document that really helps guide the strategies for our military, the NDAA, the Na National Defense Act authorization. Uh, you just started a new effort getting a sh uh, in shape for 2023. And you have pointed out some important things that maybe the Pentagon hasn't been dealing with, things like having the proper supply of batteries, taking care of supply chain gaps improving our ability to fight cyber warfare. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing with the NDA to try to get the Pentagon focused in the right direction. Well, first of all, John, wokeness is weakness. And the more that we project wokeness in our military, the more we're projecting weakness on the world stage. Our adversaries see it and China is laughing to the bank every time they see our military leadership advance critical race theory and anti-Americanism on our troops because they know it's destructive. We just had this debate play out this week uh, in the Armed Services Committee as we, uh, as we're on the Republican side, members like Matt Gates and Mike Gallagher and myself are fighting back against amendments the Democrats were trying to push that would, would, would advance more wokeness in the military. We can't allow them to succeed at that because of the, uh, of the cost of that. But by the way, if we, if we tell our, our young men and women who are serving in uniform that America is evil, America is racist, it, and, and strip away the, the patriotism that these that these soldiers, sailors, airmen and Marines wear literally wear on their sleeve, tell them that America is not worth being patriotic about. How can we expect to send them off to war and, and for them to fight, potentially die for our country? And that, that that's the sad state of what I find the left advancing in our schools and our military and other institutions. We got to we got to block them from doing that. So that's a major debate that's going on uh, in the military today that some of us are trying to fight back against at that level. But the, the, the bigger issue for me, though, is it's become it's almost become a partisan issue. The, the, the Democrats believe that China is our is our friend. They believe that we can we can work with with China, that we can coexist with a rising China. And on the Republican side, we, we recognize that China is the greatest threat economically and military that's that, 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 that's posed uh, for the United toward the United States today. So when it comes to the National Defense Authorization Act, other efforts uh, to strengthen our military, we have to we have to build a, a military that's more sophisticated. We have to give our our uh, our military personnel the the more sophisticated technologies that they need to fight back against a an adversary, an enemy in China that we've never seen before. With, with what they've done done to build up the sophistication of their military apparatus, their their military civil fusion and, and their approach is something that America is not, um, we're not well equipped because of the lack of serious leadership in America with Joe Biden in the White House to advance a, a strong uh, military posture against China. So th those are the issues that we've been debating. The Democrats are completely asleep at the wheel when it comes to the China threat. We went from the, the, the strongest president, the toughest president that we ever had on China to the weakest president who's likely compromised because of the Hunter Biden business dealings with Chinese Communist Party entities that Joe Biden was skimming money off the top. So we have a we have a president who's potentially compromised when it comes to this, the, the China threat. And uh, that, that's a shameful part of it as well. That's yeah, amazing. In fact, I was with a Taiwanese official just a couple of days ago and he said, I guarantee you the People's Liberation Army is not teaching their soldiers about pronouns. And I'm pretty sure that's true. Congressman, uh, another place where there's been pretty strong contrast is in uh, the way Democrats and Republicans are approaching the war in Ukraine. Nobody likes the Russian aggression. That's universally accepted. But the way Joe Biden started kind of slow behind the eight ball, now the acceleration of $40 billion aid package. Tell us a little bit about how Republicans and, and Democrats have a very different approach on this. Well, it's like a lot of other issues. I mean, uh, uh, not to get too far off the topic, John, but it's very relevant that high gas prices caused by Biden's radical climate um, agenda, his Green New Deal agenda, causes it, but he wants Americans to, to pay for it. So he wants Congress to come and give 
um, clean up the mess for him without rolling back the policies that are causing it. And Ukraine is the same situation. It's Joe Biden's weakness as our commander in chief that welcomed and invited Russia to invade Ukraine in the first place. And he wants the American people to, to pay the price and the cost for it. So uh, in this case, as I said a little bit ago, America can't America can't lead around the world when we're so weak at home. We can't be the leader around the around the world when we are so weak at home. So when it, when it comes to fifty three billion dollar aid packages plus uh, to Ukraine, um, which you know is important, we can't afford to do that when we have Americans who are suffering from uh, the the cost of inflation, gas prices, drug epidemic, the border crisis in our country. We have to fix our issues at home before we can go and be the the leader around the world that America is expected to be. Yeah, so important. That photo behind you reminds me of something very important. You spent some time in Afghanistan on behalf of your country serving our armed forces. Uh, recently, uh, we saw the Taliban take over because of the way Joe Biden exit exited. But I've now seen U.S. and Western intelligence assessments both saying that the Afghanistan uh, territory is now given free reign to terrorists again, that there are terrorist safe havens in a place that we spent 20 years trying to keep them out of your thoughts as someone who was on the front lines of that war? Well, it's obviously sickening to me and, and likely anyone else who served in Afghanistan over those 20 years to look at where we are now. We're, we're in a worse position today than we were uh, 20 years ago when we first went into Afghanistan because of Joe Biden's uh, reckless leadership. I, the, the four years that Donald Trump was in office, I, I had many, many conversations with him and his administration he sent us down a path to pull our troops out of the longest war in American history, but to keep a light footprint of special operations forces to prevent exactly what you what you just described from happening. And instead of that, you had Joe Biden come into office, pull the rug out from under uh, the situation in Afghanistan and cause a, a, a very dangerous situation there that puts us right back to where we were when all of this started, a safe haven for terrorism, you have ISIS-K, uh, you have Al-Qaeda, other very dangerous groups who are rising up in that part of the world there. And it's it's unfortunately likely uh, imminent that we are right back, going right back into a situation that could have been completely avoided uh, if we would have followed uh, Donald Trump's uh, playbook instead of uh, what Joe Biden has caused. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Lots of people agree on that. I've got about 30 seconds left. Real quickly, foreign policy always has a uh, implication for our feeling of safety and security on the homeland here. You look at the open border, you think about those terrorists now that are ra- roaming freely in Afghanistan. 30 seconds, just your thoughts on how safe we might not be at the homeland anymore. A, a wide open border. Our, our enemies know that the border is wide open and, and uh, a, a, an access point for them to send uh, their their dangerous uh, actors into our country. So we have to secure our border. Border security is a national security issue. We need a strong leader in the White House again uh, to do just that. Right now, we don't have it, and it's inviting our adversaries to act out in a big way. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Congressman, thank you for joining us. And also, thanks for that service to your country that you did. A lot of people need to remember that part of your career. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. All right, folks, we're up against the hard commercial break. But when we come back, we'll have another special guest, one that you surely won't want to miss. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. 
Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, everybody. So glad to have this next guest on. She's a very important member of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, one of the most important voices on national security, and she proudly represents New York's 22nd Congressional District. Joining us right now, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. Congresswoman, great to have you on the show today. Always great to be on, John. You do a wonderful job. Oh, thank you. Well, this is an important discussion. I think you talk to people, they feel like the world is mm. falling apart and America is in the back seat, not in the front seat anymore. Uh, your assessment of where Joe Biden has taken us in the first 18 months of his presidency when it comes to foreign policy, national security. Yeah, we are in uh, free fall when it comes to foreign policy. Joe Biden is projecting weakness on every level across the globe. It's really hurting American interests. And, and you can start right off with the fulcrum of energy his weakness on energy, his shutdown of the, the Keystone Pipeline, his uh, failure to maintain the U.S. energy independence has wreaked havoc around the world. His failure to work with our partner, Canada, the biggest uh, partner we have in terms of energy and, and, and most resources, our trading partner to the north, who is our greatest friend and ally. And then across, if, if you go across the world, we have a, the disaster that this energy policy has wreaked with weakness uh, in uh, Ukraine. You have the unprovoked war by uh, Vladimir Putin using energy as a weapon. Uh, many of our uh, European allies have, were weak on this issue, including Germany, allowing the Nord Stream 2 pipeline to go ahead. Biden uh, green lighted that after it had been red lighted by President Trump, you know, hostile to uh, our foreign interests. Uh, then we talk about we get to the next step, his attempts to resurrect the horrible JCPOA or, or as it's known as the Iran nuclear deal by using the same negotiator, Rob Malley, who's negotiating a much worse deal than even the Obama administration put through. Uh, and then you can see the weakness that we're, we're seeing when it comes to China, the most compromised president probably in American history, when it comes to his interests in China, his son's interest and the controversy swirling around that. Uh, this is a huge problem we're seeing around the world. It's weakness, it's weak energy policy, weak economic policy that's putting the United States, as you say, leading from behind I think we're actually following from the sewer right now. It's not a good position to be in as Americans. And we need to have uh, our, our diplomatic teams, uh, the House, continue to try to drive policy, especially on the Republican side, to show leadership, to show that the United States is going to be dominant. We're going to support our allies. Uh, we're not going to engage in this kind of weakness and, and you know, just just uh, the inability to really negotiate from a position of strength. Uh, with our allies around the world and, and, and to confront our adversaries in a way that would be compelling. Yeah, it is remarkable. I want to talk about Iran because I think it's so emblematic of the Biden approach. So mm -hmm. when Donald Trump was in pres uh, was president, he canceled the deal. You supported that. Uh, Iran got crushing sanctions. Their economy was crumbling. Joe Biden comes in, he starts lifting those sanctions. And all of a sudden, Iran is in our backyard now doing a deal with Venezuela, mm -hmm. threatening to assassinate people like Mike Pompeo. They seem incredibly emboldened and unafraid of Joe Biden. Uh, how does this hurt us long term? Yeah, obviously, the maximum pressure campaign was working. Don't forget the result. That was a multi-pronged strategy covering from former Secretary of State Pompeo, who continues to face death threats from this rogue regime that the Biden administration is begging for, from for more gas uh, and, and, and supplies for us. I mean, this is the state of affairs with them. But uh, look, uh, the maximum pressure campaign included taking out Soleimani, al-Baghdadi, uh, keeping the Iranians in check, making sure we didn't have undue influence coming in uh, on that, making sure we weren't in hostage trading again, which is the new JCPOA, the new Iran deal under Rob Malley and Joe Biden, is purporting to now get back into hostage trading over $7 million to incentivize them to take more hostages and exact more money from the American taxpayers. Not to mention what's estimated up to $100 billion more in sanctions relief, which would only allow the biggest arbiter and the biggest uh, uh, 
purveyor of uh, disruption and terrorism around the region, around the world, Middle East region and around the world to Iran again, to give them more ability to continue to terrorize our neighbors and our their neighbors and our friends, Israel and other allies, after we had just had President Trump uh, negotiate the historic Abraham Accords, which were actually were a glimmer of hope uh, for peace in the Middle East, something that we have all been dreamed about, but were, would almost be a reality for us. Yeah, it's amazing because the Biden administration just hasn't built on those uh, that incredible success. They've just kind of let it sit there and, and, and uh, there's so much momentum that could have been seized upon. I want to talk a little bit about the state of our military because I know you're concerned about it. Uh, we have enemies firing hypersonic missiles. We have uh, North Korea shooting shells into the ocean, getting its nuclear uh, prowess out there in front of us. We're Iran uh, days away or weeks away from perhaps having enough nuclear material to make a bomb. But our West Point cadets are learning about critical race theory. Our Navy uh, midshipmen are learning about proper pronouns. Have we, and I believe our uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff was trying to get in touch with his inner whiteness. Uh, have we lost our focus as the greatest fighting machine in the world? Yeah, this is really disappointing. My son has actually now gone from an active duty uh, Marine to a reservist in the Marine Corps. He's a U.S. Naval Academy graduate. I can tell you when he graduated from the Naval Academy, I don't remember this kind of wokeism and the pronoun corrections. And this is just really troubling. And and really, this is a kind of compelled speech to make people state their pronouns and and to really get moved down this path where we're not focused on creating uh, the national security, the lethality and the defense that we need as a nation, not just to lead the United States, but to lead and protect our allies around the world, protect all of our interests. And it's something that really concerns me that our military has lost its focus. We become risk averse. We become uh, social experiments as opposed to dealing with, you know, the real risk that we face. And uh, I, I just I'm concerned about that, not to mention, you know, we were just beginning to rebuild the supplies and the technology that we need uh, that we lost under eight years of the Obama administration, where a lot of this had been degraded. And we were seeing a comeback under President Trump. I am from uh, Rome, New York, which is where the Air Force Research Lab director it is, you know, a leader in cyber technology, quantum physics, and a lot of the technology we need for the future, dealing with hypersonics, satellites. President Trump created the Space Force, which gives us an, an edge and an opportunity to compete with the Chinese all around the world on the latest and greatest technology. But we've lost some of that because we're getting caught up and entangled in these social experiments and this wokeism that is being brought in by the left and Joe Biden. Unfortunately, a lot of our leaders who are in the military are pushing this type of agenda. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable. The pre every president comes in and they try to state their goals, their strategic goals for foreign policy. The Biden administration has been slow to do so. You recently uh, sent a letter to the president asking him to testify. Hey, come to Congress, explain yourself. Uh, have, you, have you gotten any reaction to that? Uh, no, the president hasn't really been, uh, especially not, uh, not dealing with the Iran nuclear deal. I don't know who's intervening there. Uh, we want Rob Malley to come before Congress in an open session to testify so the people of the United States and the world know what our negotiator is doing behind closed doors. We want to know what these negotiations are. He's come in classified settings to the Foreign Affairs Committees and a couple other committees. We need the, the American people need to know how he, the, the Biden administration is dealing with this critical uh, situation with one of our worst enemies in the world who has all now, now become sort of a proxy, uh, you know, as, as I said earlier, dealing with terrorism, but also potentially working with Russia on giving Russia the opportunity to uh, be involved with their nuclear program. And these are really dangerous uh, moves made by the Biden administration. And again, they're not serious about the foreign policy concerns that we have as American citizens. I, I, I'm just very worried about the real naivete that's coming out of this administration. We need hard policy. We need clarity. Uh, we need to let our allies know that we're serious and we're going to defend them. But we also need to know and I'll let our enemies know that we are going to stand up to him. President Trump was no uh, isolationist. He was definitely not a person who you would define uh, as a, you know, a Pat Buchanan type. He was right. more of a Jacksonian uh, that really you know, when it was when he needed to. You know, he dropped the mother of all bombs on the Taliban. He dropped the mother of all bombs on the Syrians when they were out of place. He was willing to act strategically and in the best interest to minimize risk to the American people, but to maximize the security to the American people. And we have to remember that this is not President Trump. America first is not, not, not isolationism. 
And I think that we have to be very clear about that. Yeah, no, the last two presidencies have given us a great contrast of peace through strength versus peace from the behind vaccine. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Congresswoman, thank you so yeah. much for joining us. Always great to have your insights on these very important issues. Great. Thanks so much. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, James Carafano of the Heritage Foundation will be here. He's always got the big thought on foreign policy. We'll have that right after these big after these commercial messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, everybody. Our next guest is a distinguished author, researcher, educator, and leading expert in national foreign policy challenges at the Heritage Foundation. He's retired Lieutenant Colonel James Carafano. James, great to have you on the show today. It's great. Hey, it's great to be with you. This is like a, like the perfect marriage, kind of peanut butter and jelly. This is awesome, John. This is, uh, <laughs> I love what you're doing, man. This is great. Uh, thank you. This is such an important conversation because the rest of the media aren't having this conversation. They want to talk about anything about uh, other than the state of the world. But I want to start with the relationship between the pain we're experiencing at the pump and Vladimir Putin's long-term strategy. He clearly has used energy as a geopolitical weapon for a long time. Tell us how Biden might be playing right into Putin's hand with this high dollar gas. Yeah, it's like one of those Westerns where there are no good guys. Remember the the good, bad, the ugly, everybody is a bad guy. So we should never forget Biden's complicity here. So if you look at the six quarters running up to the war in Ukraine, uh, the war against Ukraine, global demand was outstripping supply every quarter. That meant that Biden knew his entire presidency that there was not enough oil and gas on the global market. He knew that for a fact. And with inflation going up, he, he, he would have had to have known that if anything happened in Europe or the Middle East, that, that there was going to be a, an energy crisis. So to say that, oh, my God, who could have known? And this isn't my fault. That's just just fatuous. He had two years to think about and reverse stupid policies like Keystone XL and, and his war on, on, on gas and oil. And he didn't do it. So there's a huge responsibility there. But the, on the other side, Putin has really, I think, since 2014, really had his sights set on reabsorbing the post-Soviet states, dictatorial control over Central Europe, pushing the United States into the sea, dissolving NATO. And of course, that's exactly what the Chinese wanted. I mean, in many ways, Russia is China's stalking horse. And he knew he had a weapon in hand to do that in energy, because ironically, it was really in the, in the 1990s that because of all the troubles in the Middle East, that people started turning to Russia as a, to reduce the risk, right? That they, they could just boil from oil from Russia and gas from Russia. They didn't have to worry about the problems in the Middle East. Right. But all we were doing is we were transferring that risk to Russia. And Putin knew he had that weapon in his hand. He's been playing it for years. Um, and, and of course, he's, he was threatening, cajoling, and using it now. And as long as he has that weapon in his hands, the energy blackmail, energy corruption, energy bribery, he, he can threaten and disorganize Western Europe. So the one thing we know for sure is regardless of how the Ukraine crisis come, come, turns out, we are not safe until we are not dependent on our enemies for oil and gas. So that means we all have to get off 
Russian oil and gas. And that's not going to happen without the United States being come, become a, an energy dominant in the world and energy independent. And if that doesn't happen, then all of Biden's other mistakes and missteps and ills have failed because he's failed on the most basic thing that he needs to do to kind of put America back at the head of the pack. Yeah, he really has. And, and it's funny, uh, the, 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 or the, uh, the facts you just gave us about uh, demand outstripping supply for so long is sort of the, the, the genesis of the crisis. I, it, it's a story of leading from behind. And everywhere I go, whether I'm talking to diplomats in town, uh, national security, that's the way they describe Joe Biden, leading from behind on the Ukraine uh, matter. We had the Ukrainian president begging us at the start of the war right. for weaponry. And then all of a sudden, uh, Biden sees everybody else doing it. He jumps in late. Now we got $40 billion, maybe right. more than that, going that way. Describe the dynamic, and are we in a better or worse shape with the way we're assisting Ukraine right now? Yeah, that's a, a great question. And, and it gets to the, the fundamental flaw in Biden's uh, leadership. And, you know, w when we see, you know, a lot of Ukraine uh, fatigue setting in and, 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 and people, I think it's much more to do not with Americans understanding why it makes sense for the United States to support Ukraine and a lot more to do with people just completely lacking confidence in Biden as commander in chief. So we have an interest in, in Ukraine defending itself because that stops Russia from destabilizing Europe, that stiff arms Russia. And it also is a massive blow to China that would like to take Europe off the table as an American partner. So right. it's a twofer for us to have Ukraine defend itself. But how we got there was just, just catastrophically embarrassing. I mean, the reality is, is even after the, the embarrassment of the Ukraine, of, of Afghanistan and the failure in Afghanistan, this administration sent very clear signals that they wanted to park Russia and Europe aside. They didn't care. Ukraine was Russia's problem. And, and the reality is, is when the war started, I think everybody would just would have looked, if the Russians had just wiped Ukraine off the face there, everybody would just look down and shook their heads and say, oh, that's terrible. But yeah. what happened is first, Ukraine, Ukrainians defended themselves, then the Europeans stood up, and then I think Biden, really out of sheer embarrassment, just had to lean forward and support this. But let's, let's be clear, his heart is not in this. And so what he's doing in Ukraine is really what he does every place else. He just wants to get it off the table. And, and, he, and it's just writing another check. I mean, he wrote $5 trillion in blank checks for all kinds of wacky stuff, what's another 40 billion? And, and the problem is that the supplemental shows the weakness of Biden's leadership. Okay, so there's money in there to help Ukraine defend itself. I don't think anybody could really object to that. But then there's like almost $10 billion in spending for, for what? Um, it's, it's not really clear. Um, it's, it, and and I, look, the world's, one of the world's best analysts of foreign assistance works for me. This guy has run multi, tens of billion million dollar programs in war zones with like people shooting at you. And he took one look at the supplemental bill. He said, Jim, he said, you cannot spend this much money this fast and not have fraud, waste and abuse. And, th and that doesn't help the United bankrupting the United States doesn't help the Ukraine. And, and it doesn't help the Ukrainians either because look, they don't want corruption either. Yeah, corruption right. doesn't help them because they're not putting resources against rebuilding and defending the country. But if you throw that much money at them that fast, they can't even deal with it. So right. Biden is not helping anybody except he's trying to he's trying to not look like the bad guy here. Right. So you said leading from behind. I think that's overly generous. Biden is the follower in chief. He does stuff. So he does to not get blamed. So if you know, he wants to do nothing. And if he can, he makes an excuse. And if the excuse doesn't fail, he does something to pretend like he's doing something. That's why I think conservatives may be more skeptical of our efforts, not because yeah. people don't recognize that lack a country of, should be able to defend itself, but because they look lack, at the weak leader we have, right? Yeah, lack of strategy behind it. It's really remarkable. James, we always enjoy talking to you. You always have a big picture view of the world and the chess game we're supposed to be playing that we're not. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, uh, man, you are the best. Thank you, John. Take care. People should listen to you every day, oh, thank all you day, so every much. day. Thank you so See much. You, all right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more uh, discussion on a very important topic right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody. Once again, thank you for joining us for this special report brought to you by our great friends and sponsors at Heritage Action for America. Now, our next guest is a veteran of the U.S. Army, so he knows a little bit about national security. He's also a congressman from Pennsylvania and the chairman of the Freedom Caucus in uh, the House, Congressman Scott Perry. Congressman, great to have you on the show today. John, wonderful to be on with you. The world is, uh, look, it's an evolving place and there's a lot of challenges for America. Um, I'm glad we're going to talk about some of them. Yeah, absolutely. I want to start. I want to step back a little bit because you've seen a lot of history. You've seen a lot of cha- different approaches to security. The the fundamental shifts that have occurred from the Trump doctrine that uh, Donald Trump left us on January 20, 2021, to what Joe Biden has put in place in the last 18 months. What do you see as the key differences? Uh, the key differences are stark. Uh, the, 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 of course, the Trump doctrine was a, a proud, strong America that was in charge of its destiny. Uh, it's, it appears the Biden doctrine, if you want to call that, if there is such a thing, and I'm not really sure what it is, is that the uh, the world is in charge of the United, the destiny of the United States. You know, we're not necessarily concerned about our sovereignty and making decisions for ourselves. We're making decisions or the Biden doctrine appears to be making decisions based on the opinions of the global elite. So when you talk about, look, it's not just border security at, at, at our southern border and at our northern border, for that matter. It's national security, and we don't have a border right now with up to 8,000 people streaming across illegally from 170-some countries every single day, right? So, uh, And then you you look at uh, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, how botched that was, and the message we sent. You look at at the president rolling back uh, tariffs on China and imperiling our manufacturing base and, and awarding those who would seek to go to China uh, even more and awarding China and rewarding China for the malign activity to North Korea uh, and, and quite honestly to Ukraine. We're all hopeful for Ukraine. We all want to be helpful. But what's the plan? What's the strategy? Apparently, it's uh, it's to just throw a, a bunch of money uh, uh, that the American taxpayers have sent in and uh, a- and hope for the best. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure how we get out of that um, and how Ukraine survives under these circumstances. It just seems like a very shiftless policy where we we do things that make us feel good in some cases, but don't really do good. And certainly, you know, our our economic prowess around the globe is is a national security issue. And right now we're in desperate, desperate straits where people can't afford to buy things. They can't afford to get to work. And that's if they can find things to buy when they finally can afford to go to the store. Uh, when America is not strong, freedom around the globe is not strong. And economically, we are in dire straits right now. And of course, militarily, you know, again, national security, when our adversaries see the things that we're training on, the things that we're prioritizing, uh, it, it sure doesn't seem like we're projecting the image of a strong America militarily, economically, or, or in any facet that you can think of. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It seems like peace from the back street as, a, as opposed to peace from uh, from strength, which is what always been our doctrine has been. I want to take you to two things you just mentioned that don't seem connected uh, from all the security experts I hear. They are the open border. We've had 50 people with terrorist ties cross the border this year, 15 in May alone. And then we abandoned Afghanistan in such a difficult, poor way that the intelligence communities are now telling us that terrorism 
and terrorists have a safe haven again, something we went to war 20 years ago to prevent. Leaving a border open while knowing that terrorists like al-Qaeda and ISIS now have a safe haven, isn't that a witch's brew for America? Yeah, it sure is. And of course, we didn't. Apparently, we've either rejected, haven't learned from, disregarding the lessons from 9-11 with an open border allowing terrorists to come in. We're literally just allowing people we have no idea what their background is, criminally or otherwise, into the United States in mass numbers from from multiple countries around the globe. And so that that was one of the the issues with visa overstays. And, And my goodness, those people had visas, the ones that attacked us on 9-11. So it's a huge national security threat. And of course, it's not just what's happening in Afghanistan, it's what's happening in Iran. And, uh, you know, one of the symbologies is, is that this administration is willing to, uh, potentially willing to discuss, certainly willing to discuss the, um, taking the IRGC, the, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. These are the folks, the Quds Force, these are the folks that that uh, that blow up Americans in, in, in Afghanistan and Iraq to, to take them off the terrorist list um, and uh, in exchange for a little more time before Iran becomes a nuclear terrorist threat. It, it, it's an incredible and astounding, breathtaking juxtaposition of just a year and a half ago. Yeah, it really is jaw dropping. When you look at this, uh, all the things that Joe Biden promised, uh, uh, good diplomacy, better peace in Europe. Now we have a war in Europe. Uh, we're going to get a new Iran deal. That's falling apart. Iran is a closer to a nuclear weapon than any moment in world history. Uh, and then you see the in- internal concerns here of uh, a plot coming across the border to assassinate one of our presidents. Um, it seems like Joe Biden, when he looked in the camera and promised people in 2020, what he's delivered are vastly different. Do you think Americans feel that now? I do feel uh, I do think that Americans feel that they don't feel safe in their communities. Of course, that's domestic policy. But they o- I also think they don't feel that we are safe abroad, allowing terrorists and, and, and just the complete criminal element, whether it's cartels or individual actors operating with impunity uh, in, in and around the border. And then, of course, in the interior, they've seen the left's uh, the left's lurch towards uh, allowing criminals to roam freely on the streets with D.A.s who refuse to. Uh, to, to uphold the laws that they've sworn uh, to uphold, that all is a is a mixture. It's a recipe for unrest and, and insecurity and, and just a lack of peace of mind across the spectrum for Americans, whether, like I said, it's in their communities or whether it's abroad. They're looking at what's happening in Ukraine with Russia and they're thinking, well, um, how, how does this end? What is the plan? What are we doing about China? Is this more just uh, being captivated uh, by Russia. And, and, you know, is it next that we're going to send our, our bravest into, into Eastern Europe again to fight for a war that we're not sure what, what the, you know, what, what our national security interest in the greater sense is all at the same time? Well, we can't afford, you can't find baby, uh, baby formula if you can afford it. And you certainly can't afford gas. Seems like the priorities are completely out of whack here. Yeah, no, I think most Americans totally agree with that statement. Uh, I want to look at, uh, have you look at Russia and Ukraine. We've got a couple minutes left. Yep. Uh, the president started by leaking a lot of intelligence, hoping that would stop Russia. That didn't work. Then the Ukrainians uh, didn't get the aid they needed. They were begging our president, we don't need your platitudes, we need equipment. Other, other countries stepped in, Joe Biden belatedly fouled. Now, all of a sudden, he's throwing $40 billion into this belatedly uh, is there been any strategy that Congress has gotten that gives them any clarity to what Biden is trying to achieve in this war? We, we, we don't know. I don't know what the strategy is. Uh, the president asked for, I think, about $30 billion the last time. Congress somehow just upped the ante and gave him $40 billion. We don't know where it's going. We don't know how it's being used. We don't know what the end, the end goal is, quite honestly, from a, from a United States standpoint. And quite honestly... Unfortunately, we don't know the Biden family involvement in Ukraine corruption and Ukraine issues that might have precipitated this because the press refuses to ask and we're not in control of any of the committees around here. So we don't know what might have precipitated this and whether our current involvement might be to cover up some of the things that uh, uh, that the uh, that uh, United States officials, including the Biden family, have been involved in in the past. And I think that's an important uh, point to make. People might want to discount that, but we never resolved any of that during the Trump impeachment hearings or, 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 or since then. And um, 
we might be using taxpayer dollars to just cover up things that the Biden family and others, maybe on both sides of the aisle, have been, bo- have been involved in with the corruption of, of Ukraine, which has been widely reported and, and long held. Yeah, absolutely. And it's exactly those questions that keep people worried. We don't know the answer uh, about our president and his family with these very important security issues. Congressman, one thing we do know when we get you on a program, we always get straight talk. We're so grateful for the time you spent with us today. Well, thank you, John. God bless you and your audience. Be well. Thank you, sir. You as well. All right, folks, stick around. We're going to be right back uh, after the commercial break with the vice president of Heritage Action uh, for America, Garrett Bess, a good friend, always has some great insights. I'll have them right after this break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome back, everybody. We've got the perfect guest to wrap up today's show. He's Vice President, Heritage Action for America, our proud partner and sponsor tonight. And we've had him on the show many times before. We're glad to have him back, Garrett Best. Garrett, great to have you on the show. Hey, John, good to be back. It is an amazing moment because we're about 17, 18 months into the Biden experiment now. And a man who was championed on television as a 45-year expert in foreign policy now has a world completely inflamed America's standing has dropped. How did a guy that was supposed to have such great credentials leave us with such a big mess? Yeah, it, it's really shocking. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what area of the world that you look at, uh, what particular country or foreign involvement that the U.S. has in any particular country. It all seems to be going sideways or, um, you know, much like his bike ride this past weekend. And um, it, it's, it's, it's just kind of it's really sad because not only are people on the ground in these countries being impacted negatively, uh, but we're being impacted here at home by, by these weak policies. Uh, you have to look no further than uh, the energy crisis that, that we're dealing with um, and, and really the, the bigger crisis of inflation. But I mean, as these energy prices have, have gone up and, and as he's taken oil production and, and, uh, petrol, uh, and gas, um, gas production offline in the U.S., um, it's it's enriching countries like Russia, who we are then fundamentally trying to oppose in places like Ukraine. It's it's, it's just it's it's incoherent, uh, much like uh, many of his policies. Yeah, uh, he had talked at the beginning of his presidency about a reboot. We were going to restore America's standing in the world. We seem after the Afghanistan blunder, uh, the bad China summit we had in Alaska, the uh, the war now between Ukraine and Russia, that any chance, any semblance of gaining ground with our enemies has been squandered. Uh, what is the most important thing if Republicans get in control of Congress next year, they can do to try to help right the ship on foreign policy and security? Yeah, well, they don't even need to be in charge. I mean, they, they need to use these hearings that they're that they're having now, uh, regardless of what the Democrats uh, try to put up as far as uh, the topic of the hearing. I, I know they're getting ready to call in bank CEOs later this year, uh, for example. Well, they should use that as a as an opportunity to hammer the administration's policies um, on uh, issues uh, that relate to money, like inflation, and, and devolve that into the energy situation and, and how that impacts our standing in the world. Um, the best possible thing for places like Ukraine and Taiwan and, and other uh, countries and regions around the world that are facing destabilization or that are on the front lines against adversaries of ours, such as China and Russia, um, the best thing possible for them is a strong U.S. 
And the, at the core of a strong U.S. is a strong economy. Um, and so everything that, that uh, congressional Republicans should be doing this year, even before they come into the majority, uh, anticipating coming into the majority, uh, should be hammering those truths home. Um, at a certain point, we are going to have to turn around uh, the policy uh, agenda and direction that this president is driving us in. Yeah, it, it is remarkable. And I think, you know, Americans are sitting at home and they know that our foreign policy, our national security policy is off the rails. They feel it. Uh, but they often feel like, well, they're not, that's something for Washington to deal with. But there's lots of ways to heritage action to get involved, to try to make a difference at the grassroots level. Let your members of Congress, let the White House know where you stand. How can uh, folks turn to you at Heritage Action and try to get the ship right? Yeah, well, that, that's, a, that's a great question, John. And, and basically, we do two primary things. One is that we run, um, well, generally speaking, we call it an inside-outside strategy. We have uh, lobbyists on Capitol Hill day in and day out that are working with members of Congress that are sympathetic uh, to our points of view, but also to try and uh, bring other members of Congress and senators uh, uh, to our side on issues. And so we have, we have registered lobbyists that do that day in and day out. And then secondly, sort of the outside part of that inside-outside strategy is that we have a network of grassroots activists across this country, two million strong uh, and growing by the day, I, I might add, um, that all hold uh, roughly similar views to each other. And so you don't have to go about uh, trying to uh, sort of influence things on your own. There is a network at Heritage Action of like-minded patriots who are fighting every day in their communities and in their states to right the ship um, uh, of this great country. Yeah. When I came to town, when I started doing political reporting, Ronald Reagan was just leaving office and peace through strength became the victory slogan of his uh, tenure. It was really the premise of his foreign policy. Heritage has kept that concept alive at the foundation at Heritage for Action for America. Uh, if you had a few minutes to, with President Biden, how would you tell him to get back on track when it comes to these security policies? Yeah, well, it's interesting that you brought up uh, President Reagan. I mean, just this past weekend, uh, we saw the Iranian Navy uh, sort of in some sort of, uh, the details are a little murky still, but a standoff with the U.S. Navy uh, in the Middle East. Yeah. And uh, certainly President Reagan comes into power uh, with the Iranian hostage crisis. I think, um, you know, what we learned from the 1980s was that uh, the best way to ensure stability, if not outright peace throughout the world, is for a strong U.S. presence, uh, not necessarily uh, engaging in every conflict everywhere, but to provide a source of strength and stability for freedom-loving people around the world. Um, and also that benefits Americans, and that's what our foreign policy should be about, is benefiting Americans uh, through, through peace and strength. I think um, it was uh, President Obama, I think in the 2012 debates with Mitt Romney, who famously mocked Mitt Romney for calling Russia one of our greatest adversaries by saying something like the 1980s called and it wants its foreign policy back. And I would just say that as it relates to Iran and President Biden and, and, and you referenced President Reagan, uh, if we're not careful with playing footsies with, with regimes like Iran, uh, who just recently launched a uh, 20 year deal with Venezuela in our own backyard, yeah. uh, 1980 is gonna call and it wants its Iran crisis back. <laughs> That's a good flip of that phrase for sure. Garrett, it's been a pleasure having this conversation. I want to thank Heritage Action for making it possible tonight. Such great experts and a topic that we need to get in front of the American people a lot more. Thanks for joining us tonight. All right, folks, it's hard to believe, but we've wrapped up another one-of-a-kind special report. And I want to give a special thanks to our sponsoring partner, Heritage Action for America, as well as our good friends here at Real America's Voice for giving us this platform to have a candid conversation about topics that affect you at home. Uh, we are committed to the news, the facts, and we hope that you have learned something tonight through this great conversation. Tomorrow night, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time, my great co-host Amanda Head and I will be back in our normal show hour uh, to give you the latest news of the day with some big newsmaker interviews and maybe a scoop or two mixed in. I continue to pray that God keep blessing you and yours while keeping our extraordinary country safe. Thanks again for watching and good night. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. 
you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.